0: OK, well, we've all done what we were told to by Claire Merrills from HMRC. We've all filled in our tax returns. We've all paid it and we're all up and done and squared. But the end of the next tax year is just around the corner. It's coming up in April and it's time to catch up with Sarah Tucker from CKLG Accountants and Paul Laurie of MM Wealth. Very good morning to you both. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hi. Right, that, that, Paul, let's, let's start with you because we're, here we are. We're in early February now but you know it's it's only 2 months isn't it till the end of the tax year and presumably th- this is when a lot of activity goes on for you and for your clients how to look at how to look ahead how do you look ahead when 2024 is looking a bit dodgy isn't it got lots going on
1: yeah 2024 the, there is uncertainty in the air we've got a budget coming up in early march so little more than a month away and um, there's also, as well, a lot of elections across the world this year. We've also got um, elections in the in the UK, and as yet we don't know when, um, but uh, it's widely expected that that's going to be in 2024, towards the latter end. Um, but what that means is, in relation to the end of the tax year, it's approaching on the 5th of April, what should you be looking at doing? And one of the things that we would certainly recommend with our clients and what we tend to do is look at doing things earlier in the year so we're not involved in doing things at the last minute and rushing these mm. things but it's looking at things like the unused pension reliefs um you now the pension relief's been increased to 60,000 have you got capacity to to use that? Have you used some of it already? Uh, you've got carry forward so you can go back previous years as well. So it's a good chance to to check that as part of your end of tax year planning. And do that, you can obviously do it yourself, but when you start looking at the bigger numbers, it can become complicated. So it's always worth getting some advice on these more complicated complex larger contributions and especially if you're looking at something like the lifetime allowance and the impact of that which is to be removed and abolished at the end or the start of the new tax year on the 6th of april is getting some advice regarding your options as to whether you previously didn't make contributions but you now may consider doing so the other thing as well is that Probably more well known is the ISA allowance, twenty thousand each tax year. If you don't use it, it's gone. Mm. But what you can have as well is a lot of the ISAs now are what are called flexible ISAs. So if you've taken money out of your ISA, you can put that money back in as well. So if you've already done twenty thousand, but then you've taken ten thousand out, you could still put ten thousand back in. So there's still capacity to use that by the end of the tax year and as well capital gains tax exemption that's going to reduce it reduces to three thousand on the 6th of april 2024 is there anything more you can look at for that is that something worth looking at so you know i'm sure sarah can give you some more
0: information more
1: details regarding that
0: indeed indeed now you talked there about the budget coming up is a budget in in early part of march it's unusual isn't it for anything that they announce then to suddenly kick in immediately on this next tax year but how likely is that could they could they turn around on the 6th of march and go yes yeah, starting starting 6th of april this is going to happen
1: very much so very much so it's it's an unknown and you know we are moving it we if we have an election there's likely to be some form of tax giveaway in one form or another and whether that's going to be a change on income tax whether that's going to be you know capital gains tax inheritance tax there there seems to be a very strong indication that there will be some form of tax giveaway and when that will be done isn't you know isn't known it's not known whether it'll be on that day 24 hours later whether it'll be in the next tax year or whether it's even further down the line mm. and there's a commitment to doing something further afield. But certainly would always recommend is, you know, get your, use your allowances, use your exemptions, get them done now and don't wait for the budget because the budget may not give you any of the answers and you're still making sure that you're utilising what you can, when you can now. So look at doing it sooner rather than later. That's
0: always the mantra we chant, isn't it, Sarah? How do you see these things?
2: (laughs) It it, it certainly is. And I think, you know, as Paul says, you know, we've got a lot of uncertainty this year. um, And the the general direction of travel um, in terms of the the, the, um, budget would appear to be tax cuts. Um, We know why they're putting that out there. Um, But we we just don't know really where we are. So all we can do at the moment is work with what we know. Mm. Um, And of course, um, anybody that works in um, the world of private client tax um, has been busy completing tax returns, um, understanding what client's positions is as at today. um, Just picking up on a couple of things that Paul mentioned. um, It is looking at, if you've got that spare cash, boosting your pension your, your pension pot, and um, you, you mustn't forget that actually you you can carry forward three years' worth of unused reliefs. Now that earliest year completely evaporates when you get to fifth of April, and so you know if, if you've maybe come into some money um, or you've had a lovely bonus and and you want to think about boosting your pension pot, now is the time to do it. And again, we've said this before, Neil. If you can do it under salary sacrifice arrangements, not only are you saving income tax, you're saving. National Insurance as well. Um, And I think just picking up on something else, um, Paul said that the the capital gains tax annual annual exemption at the moment is 6,000 per individual. Now that goes down to 3,000 in April, although one of the budget predictions, funnily enough, I did read earlier on today was that they might not go ahead with that reduction but who knows Um, I I think it's it's actually with these exemptions it's making sure actually that they're there and you use them Mm. Um, so if you have you know an asset that is pregnant with gain um, then uh, and it's an asset that you could you're thinking about selling then maybe you could sell it entirely maybe you could part sell it um, to use some of these exemptions don't ever forget that assets that a transfer between a husband and wife can happen completely tax-free. So give your partner a share of an asset to use up their CGT exemption. Maybe they've accumulated a lot of losses brought forward. So make sure you've got your gains and your losses in the right place. Um, And also the starting point with any sort of capital gains tax calculation is to understand what your true base cost is, if you've inherited an asset, it will be its probate value. That's the value, at the, that's the value of the asset when the person you inherited it from passed away, not its original cost. Right. Um, so oh, it's, it's, it's good homework. This, is, it's, it's, this time of the year, we're always working with financial advisors like Paul um, and making sure they're aware of capital losses, making sure clients are crystallizing gains in the right place, making sure the right person is making the capital gain. Indeed. Now, Sarah's saying we...
0: exactly that, Paul. That in fact, you know, they need you need somebody like Sarah going. Ah, oh, yeah, but and with the full scope of, uh, of of someone's tax affairs before you can make the right decision, can't you? Before you can offer the right advice, it's it's very important what Sarah's saying there about knowing exactly where your clients stand.
1: Yeah, and I think capital gains is a classic example of that, whereby you know, Sarah accountants. Uh, uh, are are very good at you know they will have all that information and having that correct information is what's absolutely critical because if you've got an accountant and a financial advisor working in isolation for a client it makes it very difficult but if we're working together which is you know what we do with accountants including Sarah it makes it that much easier to know what a client's gains are what their losses are if they losses as well and using those within the planning and what we do with a lot of our clients is that we're we're looking at at trading the investments so we can maximize these exemptions and allowances right towards the end of the tax year and then what we can do is we can use that to raise, let's say, £20,000 cash if that individual has that much available. And we can then put that into an ISA. So that come the 6th of April, we've raised the cash in this year's tax year, and we've then got it invested right at the beginning of the new tax year, so that way we're fully maximising the, the the tax allowances and exemptions, which is important to do. But without working on with an accountant, especially for capital gains and book costs and you know losses carry forward and all that information, it becomes very difficult, and we we don't really you know we we can't be as efficient um, as as we want to be unless we do work with with the accountants uh, in those examples
0: indeed the last thing you want is to see something you could have done in your rearview mirror as it disappears off and that's the trouble um so you talked there about um about interspouse stuff tax-free interspouse stuff but gifting there's there's other ways of moving money around isn't it, it doesn't have to be just between husband and wife or partner and partner or however we describe them nowadays
2: That's absolutely right. Um, I think you thinking about sort of the wider picture, Mm. um, and particularly for the older generation, um, those that are concerned with um, inheritance tax savings, um, it is actually making use of the annual inheritance tax exemptions, the 3000 annual exemption that everybody has, the small gift exemptions of £250 per recipient. If you've got a big family, that £250 per recipient actually can add up. Mm. And that's on top of your 3000 annual exemption. Um, one very, very valuable inheritance tax exemption, um, which needs careful record keeping while you're alive, is giving away spare income. Now, if you know, if you're um, an elderly person um, with spare income, that you're saving, but you know from talking to Paul or, or, or your financial advisor that there's, there's enough there in the pot to see you through long-term care, then give away that, that spare income. Now if you make a regular habit of giving that away um, and you keep a record of it and you can prove that that income is spare income or your executors can when the time comes, then that is another exempt gift um, when it's made. It's a terrific exemption, and and we certainly help a lot of our older clients maximize that exemption. Um, Another gift that you can make during your lifetime and on death that's completely exempt from inheritance tax is is when you make a gift to a charity. Um, The key thing to, to note if you're going to make a gift to charity while you're alive is that Make sure the spouse that pays the highest rate of tax is making that donation, and if if one of you doesn't pay any tax, then please don't tick that gift aid box because it will come back to bite you. Um, But make sure certainly, if I can, if anybody can take anything away from this this morning, then make sure that the spouse that pays the highest rate of tax ticks the gift aid box and makes those donations
0: there you go you've got just a couple of months to get this all sorted before the new tax year starts and i'm guessing that both paul and sarah's diaries are fairly full at the moment and filling up with people who are needing to take it so i mean it's not too late but you kind of need to get people booked in is that right
1: yeah very much absolutely right (laughs) yeah and i would say that this year is probably going to be one of the because the allowances the exemptions are changing the dividend allowance the The capital gains tax exemptions are coming down that it's more important than ever to do something this year do it do it in plenty of time don't leave it to the last minute because if information like book costs is needed get it done so we we can get that information in so we can get things processed and it's using the tax exemptions which are available and you know in today's world it's it's as it's a very good idea to do so and, um, you know, use use it while you can.
0: There you go. That's the word from the street. Now, thanks very much indeed, as always, to Sarah Tucker from CKOG Accountants and Paul Ory from MM Wealth. Thank you so much for joining. Don't be too busy. Don't burn too much midnight oil. See you again soon.